So in uh, Mark chapter 4, um, so we understand where they're at. Jesus was asleep in the ship. Uh, the ship is taken in water. Um, the Bible says that it was almost full. So let's read in verse number 38, just kind of pick us up right where we left off last week. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow, and they wake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and, and said, I said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? And uh, we look at this tonight. I want to take just a couple, just a couple simple thoughts from here. But in verse number 39, Jesus commands that the water be still. And honestly, it's hard for me to fathom um, that the storm stopped. And you say, what do you mean by that? I've seen, we've seen hurricanes blow through. We've seen things like that. But a storm doesn't immediately stop. It's a gradual process. It'll slow down and then it stops. You know, it doesn't just automatically turn off. But can you imagine being on the boat and you're at the peak of the wave and the wave's crashing in or whatever's going on. And Jesus steps on the bow of the ship and he says, peace, be still. And immediately that wave, the rain, the clouds, everything that was surrounding the thunder, the lightning, everything that was surrounding everything just disappeared. And you were sitting on calm water. That's... To me, honest, I have trouble. I'm like, how did that happen? We might could think, oh, well, you know, it, it didn't happen. But it happened immediately. Because the moment he said it, the waters and the, and the sea obeyed his voice. Now, I think, of, I think of two different ways that we can look at this. I see that the, the wind and the waves obeyed his voice. Man, they did a tremendous job. They did exactly what he told them to do with no hesitation. Immediately, but then I look at it like this. Sometimes God's asked us to do things, and we drag our feet about it, right? And we come up with all kinds of excuses not to be able to do that, and not to go do what He's asked us to do, or not fulfill what He's asked us to commit to or do in our life. So Jesus commands that water to stand still. But why was He able to command the water to stand still? Because in that very last verse, in verse number forty-one. Read that verse with me. Uh, the Bible says, uh, He said, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? See, even the wind and the sea obeyed him. Because the wind and the sea have life. They don't have a soul like we have or the spirit that we have, but they obeyed him. In the Old Testament, Jesus sent a donkey and controlled the donkey, and the donkey did exactly what he wanted that donkey to do. Jesus didn't have any trouble telling the wind and the sea to obey him because he, has, he is the master of the sea. And so when Jesus told that sea to stand still, it stood still and immediately it took place. So 
when Jesus has that kind of power uh, to do those types of things, my mind immediately goes to the Old Testament with Jonah. And he was out there on the waves and crashing around and boat was about to go under. And what did they do? They draw straws to see who's getting thrown overboard. You think it was just by pure circumstance that it just so happened to be, to, to be Jonah? No, he pulled the straw God wanted him to do. And when Jonah jumped off into that water, do you know what God had prepared? He prepared a great fish, a fish that was listening to him, a fish that was willing to do what the master said. Uh, how simple is it that we can say, man, that fish was obedient, that donkey was obedient, that wind was obedient, that wave was obedient, the rain was obedient, but sometimes I struggle to be that way. Because when God says it, it doesn't matter whether I agree with it or not or whether I, I believe it or not, it, it, it settles it. I've, I've said that statement before and I say it again, but that statement that says uh, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. It doesn't matter whether I believe it or not. If God said it, that settles it. There is no debate. When God spoke, the wind and the sea obeyed him. So much the more, shouldn't we do the same? When he speaks, we should do what? What would happen to you if you did not listen when your daddy spoke to you? I... I don't know about you, but I wasn't allowed to. Uh, <sighs> I wasn't even allowed to breathe hard. I'm sure, not roll my eyes. But immediately we did what our fathers would ask us to. Sometimes we might drag our feet a little bit, huh? Maybe you never did, but I did. Um, but. And our Heavenly Father, He's asked us to do things. Why is it that we drag our feet? And yet the wind and the sea obey Him with no questions asked. So we see, first of all, we see that, that Jesus spoke and was able to control the wind and the waves. But with that calming that took place, we see, number two, the doubt. The doubt. In verse number 40, <clears throat> and he said unto them, this is Jesus speaking, why are you so fearful and how is it that you have, what's the next word? No faith. No. No faith. No faith. Now, I, I want you to just be honest with me just for a minute. Did they have faith? Jesus said they had no faith. In my mind, I look at the disciples as men of God that, that try to follow the Lord, and just a few chapters later, a few chapters before, <clears throat> he was he was telling the story of the uh, he was preaching a message about the grain of the mustard seed and all those things that took place. Uh, he he healed the man with palsy. He uh, did all these things. He healed the man with the withered hand. Uh, these disciples were the ones that saw Jesus feed the five thousands. These disciples were the ones that that watched Jesus do these miraculous things, and Jesus told them that they had no faith. How is it possible that these men who walked with Jesus daily and was close by Jesus all the time, that they had absolutely no faith? 
And I don't, and I truly believe this. I don't think that Jesus was talking in the sense of, man, they had no faith at all. It's just that they had no faith in that situation. Now, that's purely my opinion. But when circumstances arise and it feels like our boat is going under and the waves are crashing in, sometimes we lose our faith that God's really going to come through for us, that God's really going to answer his prayer, that God is really going to work on the behalf of us. Is that not true? That we lose that faith sometimes? We lose that idea that Christ is going to answer our prayer, that Christ is going to come through for us? Sometimes the water, the, the, the sky gets dim and the sky gets dark and the clouds coverage is, is huge and the rain is coming down and you don't see a way out. Look, at that point, that low, at our lowest point, that's the point we need to trust in God and not say, no, I'm not going to trust him because the disciples, they had faith enough to believe Jesus. They had faith enough to get on that boat. They had faith enough to follow Jesus. But at in that point in time in their life, they had no faith. They didn't trust that God could save them. They didn't trust that, he, hey, hey, Jesus, do you not care? This is what they said. Do you not care that we're about to die? Truly, were they about to die? No. Who was in the boat? Jesus was. But do our situations sometimes feel like we're about to die? We're about to go under. We need help. Don't lose that faith in that moment because that's when the disciples lost their faith. Uh, had no faith, no faith. I believe every word of the Bible. Every word of the Bible is there for a purpose. But do you think at this time, I, I would have expected them to be on their knees praying in my mind. Right. But do you think at that time, the human... Flesh. The human took in. Yeah. And, and just they were so scared they lost their faith. They lost everything. Right. And it's, uh... They did. Look in verse. Look in verse forty-one. Look in verse forty-one. And the Bible says that they feared exceedingly. Feared exceedingly. Do you know what they were afraid of? They were afraid to die. They were afraid they were going to get, the boat was going to go under. They were afraid that they were going to lose their life. And because of that fear, it cast out that faith. Bible says that, um, that God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So that fear that we have when, we're, when we feel like we're drowning, when we feel like there's no way out, that's not of God. That's not from God. And so the fear that the disciples experienced when they were out there on that boat, it was not from God. It was not from Jesus. It was their own flesh, own desire. Oh, I'm going to die. They did not die. Jesus rescued them. And much like us, no matter what situation we're in, we need to trust the Lord. Sometimes it feels grim. Hmm? I've been there. I didn't feel like there was no way out. Sometimes the situation got worse before it got better. But I knew who I could depend on. Did I always depend on him? No. 
Am I always am I always the one who always depends on the Lord? No. There are times in my life I don't. Just like there's times in your life that you don't. But don't put yourself in the boat and have no faith. With no, not right, they, no life preservers, no, no lifeboats, no nothing for them to be saved on. Jesus was the lifeboat. So it's important that we trust him. And I would hate for it to be said about Trenton. He had no faith. What? I think there's been times in my life that it's been written that way. And he didn't have faith. I was, I was right there. Who was in the boat? Who was in the boat? Jesus. Jesus. Did he ever leave the boat? No. He was always in the boat with them all the time. If you have accepted Christ into your life, guess who's always there? For everything that you see, everything that you experience, everything that you go through in life, who's there? Now you've got to let him do that. You've got to let him take you through those trials, take you through those storms of life, if you will. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. I thank you for everyone that's here. I pray that you've blessed our